Clinical Issues by Mary Alice Anderson Surgical Patients with Glycemic Controller Devices and Insulin Pumps Question. A patient with a self-managed glycemic controller device and external insulin pump set for continuous medication release is scheduled for a procedure. How do these devices work, and what interventions should we implement when a patient has these types of devices? Answer. The healthcare organization, HCO, should form an interdisciplinary team of key stakeholders, including anesthesia professionals, to develop and implement policies and procedures to reduce the risk of adverse events related to self-managed medical devices, such as glycemic controller devices with insulin pumps, in the perioperative setting. Surgical patients with type 1 or insulin-dependent type 2 diabetes mellitus may have both a glycemic controller device and a continuous glucose monitoring device. Patients typically insert both devices under their skin themselves and attach the glycemic controller device to an external insulin pump that they can clip to their clothing. Continuous glucose monitoring devices measure an individual's blood glucose regularly, 24 hours a day, for up to 14 days. They do not administer insulin. Glycemic controller devices control the delivery of rapid-acting insulin from a connected insulin pump based on data from a compatible or an integrated blood glucose monitor. Technological advances such as these enable individuals with type 1 or insulin-dependent type 2 diabetes mellitus to monitor their blood glucose levels closely, use insulin quickly when necessary, and enhance their quality of life. There are several different manufacturers of self-managed glycemic controller devices. Some devices deliver continuous insulin through the skin for 24 hours before the device needs to be changed. Other devices last longer, such as those that are self-inserted under the skin and use tubing that lasts for up to three days to connect the device to an insulin pump, which holds more insulin than a one-piece 24-hour device. An individual's blood glucose level may fluctuate based on his or her consumption of food, that is, type and amount, stress and activity levels, amount and quality of sleep, hormone levels, and environment. For example, ambient temperature. Therefore, the amount of insulin that an individual requires will vary, and he or she may need to replace a device that holds a smaller amount of insulin more frequently, especially if the individual has high insulin needs. In the perioperative setting, self-managed glycemic controller devices may malfunction during a procedure, which may prompt the anesthesia professional to inappropriately administer medication to manage the patient's blood glucose levels. The anesthesia professional typically monitors the patient's blood glucose level and administers insulin as needed throughout a procedure. If a glycemic controller device is located in an inopportune area for the anesthesia professional to monitor its readings and insulin administration, intraoperative medication errors and adverse events may occur. For example, administering the wrong dose of insulin, hypoglycemic events. During the procedure, electrosurgical tools may interfere with these devices, particularly if the device is located in the electrosurgical pathway, which can cause errors in device regulation. For example, releasing too much or too little insulin. Finally, the device's location on the patient's body and the surgical plan of care 
may present an increased risk for positioning-related perioperative pressure injuries. For example, perioperative pressure injuries may develop if the device is located in the patient's posterior upper arm and is resting on the armboard, or if the device is located in the patient's abdomen and a lateral positioning device increases pressure on that area. Because of the risks involved, when patients wear a glycemic controller device and an insulin pump in the OR, patients should be advised not to wear these devices on the day of surgery or to remove them in the preoperative area. When the surgical team learns that a patient uses a glycemic controller device, they should discuss his or her usual blood glucose levels and insulin consumption preoperatively because procedure-related stress may increase the patient's insulin requirements. A member of the perioperative team should provide patient education regarding the surgical plan of care and the facility's protocol for these devices before the day of surgery. The patient's insurance provider may restrict the number of devices approved for the patient in a given period of time. Therefore, patients may be unwilling to remove a device preoperatively if they are concerned that they may not have enough devices to use until their insurance will cover additional devices. Patients may be particularly reluctant to remove a recently inserted device. If a patient has inserted a device that can last for three days, only one day before the procedure, he or she may believe it is a waste to remove it because the device has two days of wear left. If patients are notified in advance that they will not be able to wear their devices on the day of surgery and are educated about the risks involved with wearing the device during the procedure, they may be more compliant when a member of the surgical team asks them to remove the device. The policies and procedures developed by the interdisciplinary team should address conducting a preoperative assessment and discussing the patient's current use of these devices, providing preoperative patient education regarding device removal, replacing the device in the post-anesthesia care unit or on a specific postoperative day, and returning the patient's regular medications to him or her before the patient is discharged from the facility. If the patient is admitted to an inpatient unit, there may be less risk of device-related adverse events, for example, double dosing, missing a dose of insulin, pressure injuries. If the patient does not use his or her self-managed devices while under the close care of medical providers. However, it may be beneficial to allow patients in long-term care to resume the use of their glycemic controller devices, especially if their blood glucose levels are stable and they are cognitively able to reinsert the devices themselves, because it may increase the patient's autonomy and potentially decrease HCO costs related to nursing care and medication.